like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Timothy O'Connell on the line, and he is the associate producer over at CPA Theatricals. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Nice to be here. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing uh, over at CPA Theatricals, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Okay, it's uh, probably like most people's careers, it's a winding road. Uh, I started off as an academic. I have a Ph.D. in business and professional ethics, uh, taught in a couple of schools, and then here in Chicago, <clears throat> Loyola University hired me and originally hired me as the director of a master's program that had a certain amount of autonomy, and so the, what they wanted from me was a kind of entrepreneurial approach, and that's what I love doing. So I was director of this program for 12 years, an MA, master's program, and developed it quite a bit, doubled the students, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, and then 12 years felt like enough. So I briefly went back into teaching at the university, and the next thing I know, they asked me to take on a couple of other administrative jobs. And I ended up directing faculty affairs for the university, which turned out also to be entrepreneurial. I mean, I found myself thinking as I was getting ready to, to chat with you that when I first started, different parts of the university had address books, and they never matched. So I was able to sort of had a program where we decided that we would make the HR list the true source, and then we developed the software so that everyone who needed to get into it could. And uh, I thought one year when I sent out faculty contracts, we had like 40 come back from the wrong addresses. Well, after we finished this, two came back with wrong addresses, and that was because the faculty member had forgotten to tell anybody. So anyway, that that was my backstory. And then about five years ago, I retired from the university and and took that kind of enthusiasm and entrepreneurship into what's now my career. Oh man, I love your story, and uh, and one of the things that I like about it the most is uh, I think a lot of people are in this are in this same boat where they're like, well, I had to really think about my entrepreneurial journey because I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. But wait a minute, I think now you know terms, right? So that's the vogue, right? Entrepreneur mm -hmm. in terms yep, of a term. Yep. And the term's been around forever, but I mean, really, the entrepreneur, entrepreneur, all the other ways that we look at it, it's like to me, it just means you're you're a smart thinker trying to trying to create value you and wherever you're at. And I know that's broad, but um, in entrepreneurial mindset, it doesn't matter who, who's writing your check. In my mind, that's the way I look. No, you're but, absolutely right, Adam. And in a sense, I guess, apart from the bigger, what I really feel like and, and people tell me is I'm a problem solver. Mm -hmm. You know, see it? Well, then let's, uh, even when I was teaching the students, I said, anytime somebody says, do you think A or B, don't answer. Look for C. You know, mm -hmm. look for another option. Mm -hmm. I love it. And that's um, sort of been uh, my approach to things. So um, let's. Uh, it, there's some. There's some younger audience listening that are just, let's say, starting in their career. They're a couple of years out, and they're, you know, you have the benefit of hindsight and of having, a, you know, a full, robust career, which you now retired and now have another career as an entrepreneur. Um, so again, um, mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give to that that new, you know, college grad that's just getting started in their career? 
Oh, I think the first thing that just pops into my mind is I do know that, you know, for a short period of time, sometimes you may have to suck it up and do something that isn't a fit at all. I mean, after all, you got to eat. But, you know, you got to love your job. I mean, anytime I've worked with somebody who was unhappy in their job, I finally would say, look, you've got somebody else's job. You really ought to get out of the way and let them have it. Uh, and conversely, you have a right to a job that excites you. Um, in the, as I say, I teach business and professional ethics when I at Loyola, and I taught MBA students. That was the teaching I did. And, uh, you know, I said whether it's business or any sector, the fact of the matter is we, the world belongs to us. It's our job to figure out a way to make it better for ourselves and other people. And uh, I think everyone can find a slot where they come home at the end of the day and they feel like, yeah, I am doing that in my little way. Oh, that's awesome. Um, let's switch it up a bit, Tim. I want to get more into what you're doing as associate producer over at CPA Theatrical. So first off, what kind of projects are you working on, and what's the, what's the vision over here? Okay. Um, we started this company uh, after I retired. A colleague of mine who I'd known a long time has a somewhat not similar, but, but he was an actor, director in his 20s, and then decided he didn't want to be broke his whole life. So he went and got an accounting degree and started an accounting company, which was very successful. Maybe you'll have him on someday uh, on your show. And, and then he had a chance to sell the company. And so he went back into it, and we joined up. We produce new musicals, new musical theater uh, projects. The word producer can mean, you know, can, can mean just the investor in a Broadway show, or it can mean somebody who just sort of handles the nuts and bolts of making a show happen. We don't. We create stories uh, and work with teams to fine-tune them, and then we commission composers and, and writers to develop the, the shows under, uh, under supervision. And we've only been doing this about five years, but we're on our third show. The first one opened off-Broadway and is now licensed and being performed nationally. Um, you, know, I, you know, listeners might suddenly say, well, I haven't seen it in my town. Here, here's a little piece of business trivia. The Disney company makes more than half of their money from shows performed in high schools and colleges. What? So, yep, they don't really make money on Broadway. So we, from the get-go, our first show, it's a story about an all-girls math team, high school math team, called 57th National Mathlete Summit. And from the get-go, we designed it as a show to be performed by high schools and colleges. Uh, and that's what it's doing. Um, and we, we chose that both because it's more profitable, but also the interesting thing is high schools and colleges, two-thirds of the young people in their theater programs are female. And yet, historically, probably three-quarters of the big roles went to guys. So we really sort of made it a niche. We write shows with strong female leads. And so the all-girls math team was our first effort. And, and, of course, that kind of a show is really popular with the high schools and colleges. We then went on and developed a show called Girlhood that is really designed to be performed by middle school young people. Actually, I saw an article in the paper just today that said middle school is the new high school. So oh my and, and girlhood is girlhood is a song cycle that tells the story of a group of girls going from the beginning of seventh grade till high school graduation and everything they wrestle with. And I'm going to tell you, so I'm a guy. Well, how did we do this? We interviewed girls and young women for about a year and got their stories and their stories are, are, are the stories of the songs. 
And then our latest project, which is what I spend all day on, and maybe we can talk a little bit about what a producer does, uh, is called The Land of Forgotten Toys. And this one is intended for commercial use. It's a new Christmas show with a young female lead, 17-year-old woman, young woman, full of dreams and ideas of what she can do with life, but kind of caught in a dead-end situation. And and in the course of the show, she gets a lot of challenges, discovers, and of course, it's a Christmas show. So in the end, she succeeds. Nice big finale, and we hope a little lump in the throat. And it will have its first... Uh, premiere in a five-week engagement in Chicago come November and December. So oh that's what God, I do. This is, ama- this is amazing. I love it. And I'm looking at the website right now, Land of, For- of, of Forgotten Toys. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. No, oh, excuse me, Land of Forgotten Toys, the musical. Wow, that's amazing. I, I, I'm, I, I love what you're doing. and It's so funny to me that what you said, like the numbers, the angle, the market, all the other things, it, it just makes so much sense. So what I like is that you melded the uh, the real business side of it and turned it into a business because it is show business. I always tell people that I'm you like, got it. Not. there's a there's a business behind it. There's a there's there's models that are proven and that work and that you can yeah. you know have a. So I mean, we often talk. Uh, well, a lot of people, you know, they go to a certain direction for their own reasons, but I love the way you design the model and it's great content. And really what you're doing is for you're, you're filling a need for also what's not necessarily in the market. Like when you say strong leads, strong women leads and how the, and how historically the roles have been handed out, you say it like that and it just sounds like common sense. Like, Oh, why isn't everybody doing that? But it isn't, it isn't happening. That's I guess I'm sort of happy they're not Adam. <laughs> well, so I, we well, not, well, at this point, I know I, I get yeah. it, but I'm just saying though, but it seems like the master of the opposite. Obvious, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I love it. Um, so, if, if somebody wants, uh, let, let, actually, let's get into what you you were talking about. About let's get into a little bit about what an associate producer does. Yeah, I, I tend to, to focus on the business side of things, and mm-hmm. uh, everything from negotiating our contracts. Uh, my colleague, my partner, Larry Little, who at the at the website you'd see is the producer. He's the creative genius behind this thing. They are his stories. I mean, actually, if you looked at the byline, I mean, he came up. It, it says music by this person, words by that person, and story by Larry Little. So he does that. What I do is negotiate the contracts. Uh, right this week, we... We realized some time ago our earlier shows tended to have piano accompaniments, but no, for a, a for a real commercial production we need a four piece orchestra. So I, after a bunch of stuff, I signed a contract with an orchestrator uh, this week. Uh, I do all of that. Uh, I attend all of our readings and meetings. I throw in my two cents as well. Um, I take care of a lot of the hiring. Um, I was a writer, like most university types, and so I do a lot of the, you know, emails, documents, um, and so a, a lot of administrative and organizational stuff sits at my desk. Well, well, Tim, I have to say that it sounds to me like you're being pretty lazy in retirement. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank I had you. To. I had Just to. the right like, kind on, of lazy. Come on, come on really, Tim? No. Like, like, come on, you have all this to give the world. No, you're busy. I love it. I love what you're doing. <laughs> so, Tim, if somebody's uh, listening to this, and they want to learn more about the overall productions and, and how to just reach out and, and get more involved, what's the best way for them to connect? 
Well, uh, they can go right through the uh, CPA Theatricals website. There is an email at least to info, and and that will get to me. I'm also in LinkedIn, Timothy O'Connell, and happy to hear from folks that way. I'm also uh, in Facebook. Uh, Some folks just like to do a Facebook message. Um, and, And I'm happy to connect in any of those ways. That's awesome. Well, hey, Tim, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more of your background and also the the great work you're doing over at CPA Theatricals. And uh, to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things that we do to uh, support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Tim, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.